Larry Mason, RaceSchool.com here with Connor DiFilippi, driver of the uh, RLL BMW in GTD this weekend. And GTD or GTD Pro? GTD Pro this weekend, yeah. We'll so, and it's interesting because the cars are identical, but now it's two pro drivers. Uh, talk about, from what you've learned so far this year, how that's going to affect your race here at Long Beach this weekend. Well, obviously, we're all in the same race car. Um, there's a lot of very talented guys in GTD, so being in pro doesn't necessarily mean your life's any easier, uh, and they're certainly going to race this as hard as they can because they have their own racing going on. So I think on a street course like this, qualifying is going to be super crucial. Uh, that's going to be somewhere where we have to try to be ahead of them um, and start up front. I think, obviously, then kind of the rest kind of takes care of itself. But uh, if something were to happen in qualifying and you get stuck behind guys like that, it's certainly they're not going to make your life any easier and they're, they're going to race you hard uh, as expected but um yeah I'm, I'm happy to be back here this is my home race i grew up you know southern california so um, a lot of family and friends will be here and uh i know we're going to put on a good show for saturday well you came from an open wheel background if i recall and yep. really we're doing the road to indy kind of so to speak and now you're in these tin tops if you will and uh talk about the differences because obviously they don't handle they don't perform the same but in some ways uh they have more performance yeah, very different. Uh, heavier, uh, but more power, less aero. Um, I do miss open wheel car stuff, but um, you know, endurance sports car racing is really where my my kind of heart took me and my career took me, and I've loved doing it ever since. Driving for a guy like Bobby Rahal, and uh, you know, I have a great great team around me of people, and um, you know, it's it's different. This year is my first year running ABS again in a long time, so that's taken some time to get used to. Because I, to be honest, I can't stand ABS. Um, it kind of it creates a lot of unpredictable things with, with the race car that typically it wouldn't do. And, and for me, like on a street course, one of the fun things is finding the limit on the brake zone. And when you don't have ABS, that becomes a lot trickier. Uh, obviously now it's just slightly less tricky. So this is my first weekend doing a street course race with, with ABS. So I'm kind of curious to see how that how that gets on. But um, yeah, I think it's just part of the part of the deal. You know, you're, you're always learning as a race car driver. It's a nonstop learning experience. And um, whether it's open wheel or tin tops, it's still a race car. Has four wheels and a steering wheel, so the same same principles apply. And uh, just a matter of you know doing little things to, to ex kind of extract that speed is, is obviously different. So without ABS, heading into the hairpin here, you could kind of trail brake and, and rotate that car going in there. But with ABS, how does that affect? That's really one of the big things I think is going to be interesting with uh, with the ABS. I think with no ABS, obviously you can run, for example, more rear brake bias to get a little bit more rotation, low speed. Uh, but with ABS, if you're trying to do that, the ABS is going to be kicking in and not allowing that extra rotation. So uh, it's definitely the low speed trail brake phase is going to be tricky. Obviously, our lives over the bumps and locking wheels over bumps uh, into turn one, for example, is going to be easier in a sense. But, um, you know, that's, that's uh, it's kind of the cards are dealt with this class and um, we'll have to adapt and figure it out. What kind of simulation work can you do or have you done uh, coming into this weekend? Uh, we did a little bit of simulation work in Munich in the, on the uh, BMW simulator, uh, and then I have my own sim at home, my racing. I did some laps on Long Beach Grand Prix uh, on the track here. So, as how much of it applies, I won't be able to tell you until tomorrow. But um, yeah, obviously, any preparation you can do as far as you know, getting turning points and gearing and all that, all that helps as much as you can, uh, and kind of helps you get up to speed a little quicker. But the real learning starts once you get on track, because every year the track's different, uh, grip level's different, curbs and, and uh, walls are always slightly different, so um, that's part of the, my love for street course races is every man starts at the same point, and uh, whoever figures it out first wins. 
Well, it's going to be even a bigger challenge tomorrow because, like today, it's going to be close to 100 degrees. You're going out at 9-something in the morning, then you don't qualify until like 4 or 5 in the afternoon, so it's still going to be hot at that point of day, but cool in the morning. What can you learn from the morning session when the track is not even really, really rubbered up yet to where you go in in the afternoon? Certainly the track evolution over the weekend is always a big, big topic. Um, and then even the temperature change, as you said, from morning to afternoon will be very big. Uh, also from qualifying day to race day is also another step um, cooler from qualifying to the race. So, um, you know, we don't have a ton of experience with this car, so we're going to have to do our best to kind of make calculated estimations on certain things with tire pressures and so on. Uh, but I think we'll start, we have a good, pretty good baseline starting point setup-wise, uh, and really the first practice session is more about just getting laps, finding a rhythm for John and myself, uh, you know, to make any real setup changes during the first practice session usually doesn't make a ton of sense unless you have a lot, like, big, big balance issues, but um, I'm pretty confident we should roll off the truck competitive and, and be in the mix. You ran 24 hours of Daytona already, and also Sebring, so you've got 36 hours of racing, and now you're going to do 100 minutes. That's a big, big change. Yeah, the mindset, obviously, from a, a long race like the 24-hour Daytona versus 100-minute sprint uh, is way different, more aggressive, uh, more aggressive with traffic. The prototypes are going to be more aggressive with us as well, so you have to expect them to, if you leave them any type of space or thought that they can fit there, they're going to try to fit there whether they can or not. Um, so we're going to have to be a lot more aggressive and and uh, kind of making it clear whether or, whether or not they're going to be let by. Um, and then just how you race others, right? Um, strategy is going to be interesting. There's a lot of teams that will gamble on yellows early and stuff like this. So um, obviously, hopefully we qualify up front. We don't have to play any risky strategy game. But um, there's a lot of cards on the table for this race as far as strategy, traffic, and so on. So um, yeah, super curious to see how it all works out. And obviously, that we're used to coming here and being able to have a few different compounds of tire in GTLM, whereas now in GTD Pro, it's all one tire spec. So that's uh, kind of something new for us this year that we're trying to, to learn, and the tires are a lot different to drive, a lot different for setup. So that's still a learning process for us. Um, still, you know, it's very early on in the development for this car here in the U.S., so uh, constantly learning, and, yeah, looking forward to getting on track tomorrow. All right, well, we wish you good luck not only tomorrow but for the rest of the season. Thank you. Thank you.